0: 68 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if
1: you'd like to make your nfl games a little more interesting you've come to the right place it's the even money podcast with ross tucker and steve Fezik. yeah vegas baby vegas it's the even money podcast and we've got some sports books out there putting up lines on every NFL game already. You gotta love it. We're presented by betonline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money podcast. They've got the best odds, they've got the fastest payouts, and they've got the code you can use, Even Money. When I say we are presented, I mean both of us. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman that got you guys close to 40 units during the NFL season. Hopefully, we can do that again this year. Loving the Even Money podcast and loving how many new listeners we continue to get on it, which is great. We appreciate those of you that spread the word by retweeting me at Ross Tucker NFL, the podcast company at RTF Podcast, or... My man, Steve Fezzik. Steve, I love it. At Fezzik Sports, when you quote tweet it, people retweet that as well. Steve, of course, is the real pro here. The only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. A lot to get to, Steve. Some new NFL odds have come out. The season win totals have come out. We mentioned CGT CGT has every game up. I need to get your latest update on NBA and NHL. A thought on horse racing as well after the way the Derby ended up. I want to start just by some of the opening odds that I'm seeing. They have all kinds of season win totals. I know last week we talked about it and you talked a little bit about the bets that you made. It's interesting to see that the highest win total that I saw is the Patriots at 11, and the lowest is Arizona and Cleveland at 5. How do we get to the point, Steve, where the Cardinals have the lowest win total in the NFL along with the Cleveland Browns?
2: You know, it's interesting because Arizona has not been a bottom feeder by any means. i actually played them. I think i played over six. No, five and a half. I'm sorry, five and a half. And David Johnson comes back. They've got arguably a huge upgrade at quarterback if Bradford can just stay healthy. You know, they're on their third string quarterback last year. They still won eight last year. And this is an organization that's two years removed from the NFC um, championship games, so Arizona over looks good to me. You have been watching hockey, haven't you? Truth be told, I've been watching hockey fans walking past me up and down the strip as I'm betting my sports hockey mania has taken over Vegas.
1: Well, because you just said organization like the hockey guys say it. <laughs> like, I always say organization, and but the hockey guys, we ever hear, organization that's how you said it so I don't know if that's from you picked it up when you were in Chicago or you've got some of that Canadian flavor in you <laughs> I thought maybe you're just watching like post-game or pre-game interviews with hockey guys a lot
2: um no just talking to a lot of um new hockey fans Vegas has become a hockey town
1: so you know over the next couple of weeks Steve we will dive in a little deeper to the season win totals, um, and just kind of talk about where we feel right now, post draft, they are. That'll be fun the next couple weeks. I, you know, before we actually look at it and go through it, I wanted to just get your initial thoughts on if there's any other numbers that you felt like had to be played and how interesting you think it is. Is it typical, Steve, that the whole spread is five to eleven? That there's there's Nobody's below 5, nobody's above 11. Are you surprised that Philadelphia or New England, neither one of them are over 11, or is 5 to 11 typically where these books stay?
2: Actually, 4 to 12 is the normal range, but we're seeing a little bit of an unusual year in that there's a lot of optimism for the worst teams, teams like Cleveland that the marketplace really feels it's going to be greatly improved. And frankly, there's concern about the quarterbacks at the top teams, obviously once coming back from injury, Brady at age 41, breeze getting older. So a lot of the um, teams that were playing at the highest levels concerns, whether they can keep it going, even big Ben at Pittsburgh.
1: So here's another one I saw Steve that, that, that stuck out to me. Um, and it was odds to win the NFC and it plays into the win total number a little bit but it was odds to win the NFC and the second best odds to win the NFC behind the eagles it was the green bay packers now for the packers to have better odds to win the NFC than the vikings the falcons the saints the Rams, that's a little surprising to me, Steve.
2: Yeah, I think the, what's happening here is that the bettors are saying, hey, Hunley was horrible, and without Rodgers, Green Bay is a very bad team. But the second you put Rodgers back in, they're every bit as good as Atlanta, as the Saints, as Minnesota. You throw them right back in the mix, and bottom line in a playoff game, who are you going to bet on? Um, Green Bay, or, you know, their opponent, and I think a lot of people would say, especially Cowboy fans, oh, I'm going to bet on Aaron Rodgers.
1: So then here that leads me to a question because in a playoff game, I, I don't know, if it was the NFC Championship game, I'd be, I'd be betting on the other team because the Packers nor the Steelers have gotten back to the Super Bowl in seven years despite the fact that the Packers have had arguably the best quarterback in the NFL – and the Steelers have had a very good quarterback and obviously a very, very talented supporting cast. Do you look at that and say that they got to break through like this could be Steelers Packers year? They They got to break through one of them. Or is that a trend that you just continue? They say usually to ride trends, right?
2: Yeah, I'd be more likely to ride the recent trend. I wanted to ask you about this, if you ever had this experience, Ross. Obviously, in the NBA, Toronto had a great year during the regular season. But you could see it. When they went to the playoffs, oh, here we go again. Playoff failures. DeRozan, Lowry can't put the biscuit in the basket. And you really have to worry about some NFL teams that have not had recent success whether they get that same mindset come playoff time?
1: Yeah, it's you know I think I think there's something to that. Like when the Steelers play the Patriots, you know I, I think the Patriots are in the Steelers' head, and there's almost like a a here we go again mentality. Um, and then I so that that's one that I think jumped out to me. I don't know about the Packers. I just think the Packers have usually had not a good enough defense. Or they've had a play here or there, like that, that Seahawks collapse with the onside kick and everything. I mean, that was, that was still what year is that? 2014. That was still one of the craziest games I've ever seen. And then even, even what was it? Um, a couple years later, or, or 2015, when the way they lost to the Arizona Cardinals in that in that playoff game. I mean, they when they lose now 2016, they just got smoked by the Falcons. But the other years, it's like freaky things happen to them.
2: And I think McCarthy has something to do with that. I'm not very much um, in love with his game management. He's too conservative, especially considering he has a Rogers. Um, but let's face it, the Green Bay roster just is not a championship roster. It's all about Rogers.
1: So that's my point. That's why I think them having better odds – to go to the NFC, to win the NFC, than teams like Minnesota and the Rams and the Falcons and the Saints. That, to me, is surprising. I mean, maybe the same odds, maybe just, but the, the second-best odds behind the Eagles, that one um, really jumped out to me. Are there any, and like I said, we're going to go over the season win totals the next couple weeks, So we'll probably do the NFC one week, the AFC another week, and talk about it in terms of whether we we would lean over, lean under, or just no lean whatsoever based on the number. But which ones jumped out to you where you were like, and I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but you said, I got to bet it. Now that more and more of the books are putting up their win totals.
2: Well, I'll go ahead and identify three teams here. I think in the NFC, you nailed it. Green Bay is not even the best team in their division. So Minnesota has upgraded, in my opinion, at quarterback, picking up Cousins. They get Cooks back. They're, they're starting running back. Love Zimmer. Love that defense. What's not to like about this team? And now they have a quarterback over 9.5 now. Uh, sooner rather than later, I think that total has to go higher. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I I really do. I I think it should, and I think it probably will. I mean, I I'm a little surprised that the Eagles are at ten. I'm surprised. I I don't want to give it all away, but I'm I'm surprised that the Jets and Giants are the same. I mean, I expect the Giants to be much improved, and I expect the Jets to take a step back. I think the Jets were fortunate to win the games they did last year. I think they're going to play Darnold really early and I think that they might be closer this year to what we thought they'd be last year. I, 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 I mean, Jets unders looking pretty darn good to me, and Giants over, for that matter, just looking at a couple of New York teams. I also thought that the Dolphins' six seemed pretty low considering we expect them to get Tannehill back.
2: Yeah, the Miami over six was actually my largest bet that I made that's getting harder and harder to find. You nailed it. Two years ago, Miami was a playoff team. They won 10 games. Tannehill was having his best year as a pro. He went down with injury. In comes Cutler. And now all the math geeks are like, oh, I don't like the stats at all on the Dolphins. Well, of course not. Cutler's a bad quarterback, and they had a down year, so they'll have a bounce back. I agree there. Another team on the come, Denver Broncos, the universal winner of the draft, Ross. You can still get them over seven wins, and now that they have a decent quarterback instead of a banged-up semi in the quarterback, I think Broncos over seven, that number's going up.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next couple weeks. That's going to be fun. Um, in terms of the, the, the CGT, they actually have, and you were telling me this, somebody else put this up, I think Warren Sharp as well, that – they have every game up for the entire season already.
2: Yes, Weeks 2 through 16. They don't put up that funky Week 17 week, but every other game, if you want to make a bet on Week 5, the Rams are at Seattle, the Rams are laying one, probably a pretty good bet, by the way, uh, The you can go ahead and wager on it.
1: Do you do a lot of that?
2: I do. The limits are low, so at most you're going to get five hundred dollars on a game to get down but you can certainly find what i consider to be mispricings and i look through them and i go ahead and get down on teams early as an example i think the giants are going to be better than the jets no question about it i'll use a line week 14 the giants are at the redskins the redskins are only laying one and a half so cgt feels the giants are going to be better than washington because they're only getting one and a half. On the road, I think they're two pretty equal teams. I would lay the one and a half on Washington.
1: Got it. Okay, so how many many bets did you make for these
2: other games? I made about an average of one per week. Some weeks, two or three. Some, zero. Got about 15 bets that I made, including a week six bet on Thursday. CGT loves the Giants, so they're in agreement with you, but they love them so much. I made some anti-Giant bets. I got the Eagles. At the Giants on a Thursday night game, I only had to lay three. It was just too good a power rating play. I got the Eagles way better than the Giants.
1: So, okay, so then um, my next question is how closely do you watch those to be able to hedge or cover yourself as they change, maybe not so much in the offseason, but then change during the season? Like how – how do you go about – I'm sure you have like crazy spreadsheets and stuff to make sure when there's an opportunity to, to middle or whatever that, that you can jump on it like, you know, that late game, that late season Redskins thing, that line might change a lot. Or, or do they put the – do they take the lines down once the season starts?
2: They take the lines down once the season starts, but of course they're going to all come back up the week of the game – but frankly, the limits are so low, Ross. I throw it into a spreadsheet, I throw it into a safe deposit box, and it's not unusual for me to kind of forget about it because I've, you know, I've got smallish bets on them, and I'll go back and I'll have, oh, let me see how I did on my week seven bets. Not even remembering what I played because I placed them five months earlier.
1: Okay, so you won't like go back to these bets you placed, like even like week seven, right, or or the, the Giants Eagles. You won't go back that week, and if there's a big difference in the line, say, well, I, I'm already on you know, the Eagles, whatever, and this is an opportunity for me now that the Giants are getting 10 points because Eli got hurt and they put Davis Webb in or whatever. Now this is a chance for me to, to, to maybe double up or whatever.
2: A Davis Webb sighting on the podcast. Love it. Um, if I have like a $2,000 bet, absolutely, it's on my radar, and I'm going to look to play middles and play something back. If it's 500 or less, it kind of goes into the nebulous never-never land of bets that I made. You know, this was a document in the book, The Odds, um, which talked about Alan Boston, who's a professional sports better, and he has this ledger, and he puts tickets in his ledger. He turns the page, and he sees a bet he forgot he made, and he's like, oh, darn it, there's another loser on that game I forgot I even made.
1: That's really interesting. All right. So, so now I know the process a little bit and I know kind of how you look at it from uh from a bankroll standpoint. That's it. I mean, I, I guess it's hard to track everything, right? I mean, really hard.
2: Well, you've you got to track it. So I put it into a spread spreadsheet and so I'll I'll add it up and it'll be in my overall accounting. So I'll know how I've done for the season, but the, the issue is is that it's almost like a, a corporation that's constantly taking inventory. If all you're doing is looking and evaluating every single bet, including your, your smaller ones, you're probably spending too much time doing the accounting. And let's face it, I've got obligations to my clients to get them out bets that they can make and to do the proper handicapping, to watch every one of these games on NFL Rewind. I'm doing live wagering during the games. There's so much stuff I'm doing during football season. I'm working 16 hours a day. It's really hard for me to, like, dig up, oh, where are my three to $500 bets that I made five months ago and absolutely worry about, you know, managing those.
1: Where? uh, What are the limits at CGT for those games?
2: You tell me, Ross. It depends on the on the shift supervisor. Sometimes it's three hundred. Sometimes it's five hundred, depending upon their mood, and maybe depending upon whether someone has already bet it already.
1: Got it. Now, when you go, so you you go in there to make these bets, right?
2: You can put them on your app. You can go in and and, and bet them in person, and usually if you do bet them in person, you're more likely to get a little bit of a larger bet than if you're firing a bunch of them one at a time on the app, especially if you pick your time poorly, like right before six baseball games are about to start, and the odds manager is basically telling you, look, why are you betting this now when I'm so busy with baseball? I don't have time to approve all these bets and to worry about how much I want to give you on them.
1: Wow, so many so many aspects of this I didn't really even know about. I wanted to get your thoughts. Before we get to the NBA and the NHL a little bit, I was thinking of you Saturday, Steve, when it rained all day at the Kentucky Derby, and what was the name of the horse? Like the Jack one, uh, a boy named Jack or something? And the odds went absolutely, like didn't it start in the morning like it, 60 to 1 and then changed to 3 to 1 or something. I mean, you might know better than me, but I don't know why it changed so significantly, but all I could think about was the, what's it called, mutual um, betting and the fact that all those people that thought they were getting a great deal on a boy named Jack really didn't.
2: Yeah, this is a really good teaching moment because basically all of the mutters. Um, the horses that have run historically better on a sloppy track took money with the really, really bad weather. So people think they're getting an edge by playing those horses, but the problem is it all goes into the paramutual pool such that those odds get adjusted down. So instead of getting a 25 to 1, you're getting a 6 to 1, and you're getting such short odds. The way, The right way to take advantage of weather like that is to have gotten that weather forecast on saturday which was unexpected and play them in individual horse matchups before those lines moved and lock in the prices or alternatively and i do know that this was available there was an over under some books in terms of the winning time ross i saw 203 on saturday about four hours before the race by the post time it was 204 Based upon that horrible track, they ran a two oh four point two, so went over the time no matter what time it was put in. But I'm sure there were some pros who were able to get down not a significant amount, most books didn't have it, but bet the, the race to be slow, similar to a college football game to bet under with that horrible weather, and they were never sweating.
1: Got it. Okay. And that's and that's like that those odds, that bet's locked in, there's no paramutual about it.
2: Exactly. It's like a sports bet. So if you played over 203 and then the book moves to 204, your ticket still says 203. Frankly, and I'm sure some horse racers who make a living doing this and get rebates and play the pick sixes that have overlays are saying, wait, Feather, you can beat horses. I'm not saying you can't beat horses, but the whole idea of I'm going to go up and bet Philly on Thursday against the Giants and then the sports book can tell me what the spread is they can't, they won't even tell me what the spread is until after the game kicks off. That is ludicrous to me to try to make a living versus being able to lock in a price. Just like if I go into the financial services, it'd be like buying a stock Ross and they're like, all right, I'm going to buy hundred shares of that stock. You'll tell me in two weeks what, what the price is. No, thank you.
1: And then also, I guess, to your point, um, when you do those head to head horse things, those are all locked in too.
2: Exactly right. So really good value. The pros look to play on a horse that they're high on and against a horse that they don't like in a head to head matchup.
1: Got it. What about um what about Justify now for um you know now that Justify is a triple crown threat? Like what what are the odds there and,
2: and do you like it? This blew me away. Um, and let me caveat this. I don't know anything about horses, but I know a lot about gambling. Uh, I was thinking, I knew they'd put up a line on will there be a Triple Crown winner. Before the Derby, the yes, I believe, was somewhere around six to one. The no was you had to lay eight to make a dollar. So now after, after the race, and it was the favorite that won six straight year, I was thinking, oh, well, certainly the odds are going to come down. Maybe... Justify will be like, you know, plus 250 or plus 280 um, to win the Triple Crown. Still a huge underdog. Nope. He is like plus 130. So you could bet 100 to win 130 on Justify to win the Triple Crown. Alternatively, you can bet 150 to win 100 that he doesn't win the Triple Crown. Think about this. We went 30 years without any horse winning the Triple Crown and because it has happened recently i think that's impacting these odds justify only won the derby by two lengths all these horses are going to rest and come get him in the belmont i would bet the no minus the 150
1: interesting yeah i mean he was pretty impressive in that race so you got to admit
2: he came out of the race like all the other horses had mud all over them and he was clean as a whistle if ever there was a race to go wire to wire, though. It was that slot fest in Kentucky. I know he was super impressive. You know what? I've seen this movie before. I, I've seen all the analysts in the Belmont. Oh, it's going to be a smarty party. Smarty Jones, Big Brown. This is a special horse. He's not going to get beat. And then they get smashed in and, and the Belmont against the fresh horses. I've seen it so many times, Ross. There's no way I'm going to look other than to bet the no.
1: Got it. Um, I'll be curious to see what happens to that after um, after the Preakness as well. Let's get to the um, the NBA and NHL a little bit now, Steve. I you know I got I got I got a rag on you a little bit. You ready for this? I'm ready. You? I feel like you change your NBA thoughts like definitively. By the week, there was a couple weeks there where you were like, the Raptors are going to win the Eastern Conference. The Raptors are, this is the year. And I think I remember saying to you, and I'm no like basketball expert either, but I think I remember saying to you, Steve, I hear you. Steve, as everybody keeps saying, but I'll believe they actually beat LeBron in the playoffs when I actually see it.
2: And you were spot on. You know, I'm actually going to put in an application with the Waffle House because I have waffled more in the East than anyone I know. And I've done in the West also. I have tickets on Toronto to win the East, plus 300. I have tickets on Philly to win the East, 8 to 1. I have tickets on Cleveland to win the East, 2 to 1. And why not? I even have some Boston at 3 to 1 here in the last week so as the year has progressed i've never seen this ross there has been such a wild fluctuation in my power ratings i will say this in toronto i should have woken up and smelled the coffee earlier when they couldn't win those last two games at the end of the regular season against cleveland who they never beat i should have noticed taken notice that they would want to show that they could beat cleveland And we saw that game one they missed their last 11 shots all they need to do is make one at the end of regulation to beat this team. They led wire to wire in regulation. It is in the baby dinosaur's head, Ross, that they can't beat Cleveland.
1: Don't you think though? Now that in the uh, that that it'll be Cleveland now.
2: Yes, I've got Cleveland rated, and I haven't had this the entire playoffs. I had Toronto rated higher than Cleveland to start the playoffs, but right now I have them as the top team, a point better than Philly, three points better than Boston. So I expect Cleveland to get out of the East. Why? Because Lou started playing Corver way more. He's the number one player on the team and plus minus. He is working very well with Kevin Love, who after slumping in the playoffs is playing well. And George Hill has picked up his game. He missed three games against the Pacers. So you've got four Capable, you got three capable players with LeBron, good enough, they should go to the finals.
1: What about the Western Conference? What are you doing right now?
2: And another conference I waffled on. I was so impressed with Houston. Clearly, like Toronto, the class of the conference over the regular season, but I don't think they're beating Golden State. Golden State uh, was injured the whole year. Uh, We had Klay Thompson with the thumb. He looks 100%. We had Durant with a broken rib. He looks 100%. Curry, obviously, out a long time. He looks to be 93%. I thought he'd only be 80%. And even Draymond Green, the head case that he is, is playing much better. And they're more and more approaching the level they were at during their championship years, I just can't see here comes the James Harden slump that we've seen playoff series after playoff series. If Harden isn't going to play like an MVP, Houston's not going to beat them.
1: What about uh, what about hockey? You talked about it earlier in terms of the um, you know, the buzz there in Vegas. How are you taking advantage of that now?
2: Well, the sports books are overloaded with Las Vegas Knights futures money. They opened them as an expansion team at 500 and 200 to one to win it all. And people bet it because they thought, Oh, this will be cool. Not the pros, but just the people who are casual fans and that liability added up. So now Vegas is in a catch 22. They're making tons of money as a city with all of this exposure and all these people coming down the strip and watching the games. But it's like a million dollar plus liability if the Knights, win it all. So probably be some value with some shaded lines. Absolutely. The sports books are going to look to get action back on the other side and the locals are going to bet on the Golden Knights. So the value will be betting against them here in the final four.
1: Fantastic stuff as always, Steve. I love when you drop knowledge like that. And I take that knowledge and I go to my account at betonline.ag. Now, I can't put in the code even money because I've already done that. And I've already earned my 50% welcome bonus with the up to $2,500 for you guys that are really big ballers out there. But I can still continue to play with my account at BetOnline. AG. Some of the things that are awesome, the $25 free live betting software. You get $25 free first live bet. You get the Vegas style casino, the poker room. You get a 100% poker and casino bonus. I mean, there's a lot of awesome opportunities over at betonline.ag. Don't miss out on betting tonight's game or any of these games risk-free. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. That'll do it, by the way, for today's Even Money podcast. Definitely check out Andrew Brandt on the Ross Tucker football podcast. Today. He was interesting on the Matt Ryan contract as well as the Eric Reed grievance. And Baker Mayfield picking an agent that he had just met. Uh, Now, he said pre-qualified. So, anyway, listen to that. You'll get Andrew's perspective on that. Yesterday, we had the College Draft Podcast. If you wanted a little bit more information on breaking down the draft classes for these teams so you have a little more knowledge there. And then Evan Silva's Fantasy Dynasty rookie rankings are awesome. Always, absolutely always. Other than that, we can't tell you how much we appreciate those of you that support the show with retweets or likes of my Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or even just taking advantage of the Amazon banner ad. Over at RossTucker.com or any of the sponsors, which, by the way, you take advantage of the Amazon banner ads. So you got to buy something on Amazon anyway. Just do it after you click through on the banner ad over at RossTucker.com and then ask Steve a question. Any question you've ever wanted to know or wondered about betting from a real pro. There's not really that many of them out there that are really pro bettors. You got it from my guy, Steve Fezzik. Steve, terrific stuff. As always, you guys know what I say at the end. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker
2: Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.
1: By the way, if you like this show, check out Eyes on Sports with Susie Schuster and Rich Eisen every Wednesday on Podcast One Sportsnet. The Emmy-nominated sportscaster and her equally impressive husband examine the latest stories in sports from the eyes of both professionals and parents. Check out Eyes on Sports at Podcast One, Sportsnet, and Apple Podcasts. And please remember to rate and review.